All right, football-loving maniacs, we're switching it up. We're going to players. We got rid of the coaches. We're going to the guys who truly put in the dirty work around the league, and I've got someone for you that I would say needs no introduction, but that wouldn't be kind to this young man because this guy is the name that's been floating around the league for a while who deserves the credit. He deserves the praise. He has single-handedly cooked a five-star meal and run through a concrete brick wall in one day. The Terrier himself, Forrest Lasso. Forrest, how are you, man? Thanks for joining us. I'm no problem. Wow, what an introduction. I'm, I, I, I got to say, that might be the best one I've ever heard. Well, you know, we do things a little differently here. We, we shoot from the hip, fly by the seat of our pants. Sometimes we don't even wear pants. We're a little different. And, you know, we like to give credit where it's due. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, pants are optional. Not always needed. Exactly. That's right. Pants are optional. So, um, you know, you and I just had a quick chat beforehand, man. Three honest lads, we've admired your work for a long time. Obviously, starting back with the Charleston Battery, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, time with FC Cincinnati, both at USL and that beautiful season you guys put together in 2018, record-breaking. And then, of course, with your time with FC Cincinnati last year, with a short loan, excuse me, under Gary Smith at Nashville. This year, you make your way back to the Eastern Conference in the USL Championship under the tutelage of Neil Collins. Let's start here. Um, first playoff game, you guys come out. Weird game, to, to say the least, where it kind of felt like th- there was tale of two halves almost, but at the same point in time, you guys did start strong. Two great goals, one from the set piece, of course, and then um, the second half starts to go the other direction. You guys fight back. Put me in first-person point of view. Walk me through what the 90 minutes was like for you guys. Yeah, it was uh, – talk about the obvious first and foremost. I mean, excitement, um, you know, the adrenaline, the testosterone. I mean, it's, it's playoff footy. Everyone's obviously up for it. Um, whether it's nerves or, you know, whatever, whatever word you want to choose, you know, the guys are ready. We're, everyone's buzzing. Uh, you can feel the energy. Um, so, you know, that, that starts things off. You kind of said it. You know, we, we went up two goals, uh, went to the locker room, and, you know, we, we were we – were, we were happy with our play. We weren't satisfied. Uh, we had been controlling the game a decent amount. We had been moving the ball. Uh, we had been aggressive on defense. You know, we were doing everything uh, on paper that we talked about right. Um, but, you know, kind of getting to my point, it's, like I said at the beginning, it's playoff footy. So, uh, you know, you got to throw – you got nothing to lose. You're going to throw your kitchen sink at it if you have to at the end of the day. So, uh, we, we knew that Birmingham was going to mix things up. They were going to try, try some, some different things that maybe we weren't prepared for or haven't seen throughout the season because, like I just said, it's, this, is, this is a unique circumstance. So, uh, they, they came, out, came out a little different in the second half. Um, I don't think we necessarily came out flat or slow either, but – uh, you know, they, they got their chances. They, they didn't, we didn't give them any chances, but they got those, they got those two chances early on to bring them back into the game. But that's, you know, that's for me and, and for the rest of the locker room is, uh, we, we've had a pretty successful year, uh, in the regular season. It doesn't really mean much now, but you know, we knew that we've been playing well. There's, there's games like this in the past where we have been playing well and maybe not have gotten the goals or maybe not have gotten the, the result at the end of the day. But like we, we had this feeling amongst us that, you know, this playoff time, this is, this is when it matters most. So we just kind of, you know, stuck to our plan, uh, kind of dug in a little bit deeper. We, we knew, we knew that with Birmingham trying to change things up and having to go for it. And we knew that would open up areas on the pitch that we could exploit. So uh, I got to credit Neil and the, and the coaching staff. I mean, they did a phenomenal job, you know, reading the game from the sidelines and making the adjustments they had to. I mean, you, you brought on guys like Lucky and Leo who immediately had impacts and, and changed the game for us, obviously based on the score sheet, but, you know, you have guys coming in and they're doing their jobs and, and taking taking advantage of areas that were offered to us because of because of the openings with playoff soccer. So, 
uh, we were comfortable. Um, you know, we, we are, that game was the most important for us right now. The battery's the most important game for us, you know, one day at a time mentality because it's how you have to handle the playoffs. But at the same time, you look at the playoffs and you know, it takes four games to, to lift the trophy at the end of the day. So, uh, you asked us how we, how things were from the player side, you know, we came out of that second half, we conceded two goals. We looked at the clock in the 65th minute and we said, Hey, no worries. We're going to win this game. We'll see you next weekend. So, I gave you a long answer, probably could have said that short, but that's kind of how we were feeling. No, that's better. I love that, dude. I love hearing it exactly what it was like from the ground level. Let me ask you this, because I know Neil Collins personally. I know he doesn't sugarcoat things sometimes. He can also be reserved. What was the hydration break like? It's, as you mentioned, 2-0, 2-2. There's changes coming out of the hydration break. Though things might have fallen well for you guys, it almost looked like you were shot out of a cannon as well. What was he saying on the sideline? Right. Yeah. See, that's one of the most unique things about this season so far is, you know, we've, we've had these, uh, hydration breaks implemented into both halves. So now we almost have quarters, uh, simply put, and, you know, and, and even though it may just seem like a quick 60, 90 seconds, whatever it is, I mean, that gives time to exchange me- messages, you know, across the players and time for the staff to tell us things that maybe we aren't seeing as well. So, uh, if you look at, if you look at footy prior to this year across the, across the board, there's always a lot of goals scored in the first five, 10 minutes of the game, five, 10 minutes around halftime and so on and so forth. You know, those, those time periods before and then after halves are, are very important. But now you're offering this time period in between the first and second half where you have a hydration break where you're allowed to dissect and you're allowed to adjust and you're allowed to kind of absorb what's going on. Um, and for us, you know, we noticed it early on in the beginning of the season back, you know, game three, game four, that these hydration breaks, even though, you know, yeah, they are for us to, you know, get our breath back and get some water. They're also a huge advantage if you can, you know, exchange some information. Um, sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it's, hey, keep doing what you're doing. Stay positive. Sometimes it's, hey, I need you to do this, do that. Uh, you know, but for us, you know, we've, we've, we've taken advantage of it and used, used that tool um, to, to our benefit. So, uh, like I said, Neil, Kevin, Chad, our staff does an incredible job of, you know, giving us the information they see from the side of the pitch. And, you know, it's, it's our duty to take it and, and execute it. But uh, like you all saw on the weekend, maybe you've seen in weeks past, when we come out of hydration place, we're ready to rock and roll. It's, uh, I mean, it's just it's that MJ special stuff, you know. Grab a quick drink of water, grab grab some information, get what you need to go. Hey, let's get right back to it. No time to rest. So uh, it's a mentality thing. Neil Neil kind of harped on us about game four, game five. He said, guys, you know, uh, and when when it's a hydration break, you know, taking your time and walking over that's that's not helping you. That's not helping the team. When when that whistle, whistle blows for water, you need to get over. You need to get over here, get your drink, listen to the information, um, hear what we have to say, or just talk to your teammates. And you know, it's a chance for us to get the information out first and foremost. So. We try to do our best to take advantage of it. Forrest, I love that. Who's Bill Murray, by the way? <laughs> Bill Murray? Uh, <laughs> and the special stuff, you know, coming off the sideline. Oh, yeah, MJ's special stuff. I know Bill Murray all too well. I mean, I lived in Charleston not too, for, what, three years? Rutledge Cat Company restaurant at his. I actually sat next to Bill Murray at a Southern Conference basketball game when I was in Charleston. So his son was go. the fraternity brother of my brothers as well. There's a ton of, ton of crazy, like, Seven River connections here. But I know Bill Murray all too well. And the Chive. I mean, we can keep going. Too funny. I love that. Um, before we go into the matchup, I got to ask because it hits, hits personal home. I wore Umbo Specialis for almost my entire career. I switched to Nikes hey. at the end of it. But I see you've, you've gone from Specialis. Have you officially switched to the Taco Pros, number one? And number two, if so, how are they? I got the Taco Pros. I, uh, if, this, if this conversation was in a couple of weeks, I'd be hyping up Umbo a whole lot more. So I don't want to wink or hint at anything. But <laughs> Uh, the special, I mean, the specialities, you just said it yourself, you wore them your whole life. As did I, when I was a kid, if you, if you were, if you were anybody, you had a pair of specialities. I mean, the most comfortable, most original man in the game, in my opinion. So, uh, 
yeah, I've been I've been blessed and you know have the fortunate opportunity to, to wear them, and I've been wearing them the past couple of games. Uh, I love them. I love the specialities. I get harped on for my teammates, but you know the the old heads, the guys with character, they they recognize class, and you know class doesn't change. So no, I'm just going around. But uh, the the Taco Pros, they're nice, man. I, I got a pair actually worn today at training. Um, they take for me, they take a little bit more adjusting too. Just I'm an old school guy, like you said at the beginning of conversation. So. Uh, especially you can put them on right then and there and be ready to rock and roll. So I like them. They're, they're, they're both of them quality. There we go. All right. So, um, as you mentioned, game recognized game, rowdies, battery. I hate to bring it up, man. 10, three and three. The only three blemishes came at the expense of the Charleston battery, your old club, over 50 appearances for them. You were Mike Anhauser's guy. You get an opportunity to move on. What's it like? You can't say going back, obviously, because they're coming to Al Lang. But what's it like, number one, for you and the club being on the receiving end of three losses? And number two, how do you now flip that script? How do you change it and make sure that you guys go end up on the victorious side of this matchup? Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of things. A lot of things that I said there. You said it first, 10, 3, and 3. For me, I don't really see the 10. Uh, the 10 awesome. For me, I, I see the 3. When I think about this year for the regular season, I see the three losses. Uh, knowing we could have we could have done something special with you know if we would have been myself myself probably first and foremost and we could have been just a little bit sharper in those matches. Um, you know, no discredit to the battery, they're a phenomenal team. They have some special guys. I obviously know a lot of the guys, the system, the staff, the front office all too well. Um, you know, but from a rowdy standpoint, I think I think we see that three and we see motivation. We see something that 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 drives us forward. Um, so then you know, that leads me to your next point. Uh, it's a tough pill to swallow. We we watched film today. Uh, the, the center back core and the coaching staff, and obviously, you know, we're playing the battery on the weekend, so we watched a lot of footage from, from when we played the battery, and part of that footage was areas where we struggled, and part of that is goals conceded and blah blah blah, so on and so forth. Um, but it's motivating. I mean, it light it lights you up inside. I can speak for for Aaron and Jordan and myself. I mean, that it the energy and the the, the drive that was just in the film room this morning was 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 incredible. I mean, it's, it's what you want to see head into the playoffs. So. That kind of brings me back to my third point is it's playoff soccer. Um, going back to what we talked about, Birmingham and Charleston uh, has had success against us, frankly put. You know, they're, they, they have, they've had the upper hand this regular season against us one-on-one, um, but, but this is a different time now. Uh, frankly, you know, the 16 games we both had respectively don't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter that they beat us three times. It doesn't matter that we beat them. Uh, it's, it's a chance. It's a chance for us to – to keep going, to keep, to keep, keep improving. So, you know, we see the battery and we see obviously a giant obstacle in front of us. Um, they've had success. We need to correct our mistakes to have, to have success this weekend. But we know that maybe the lineup or the identity or the characteristics they may, they may put out on the field aren't going to be the same as we, we prepared for. And, and that takes, that takes for me, takes holding a mirror up. We know that in order to be the best rowdy side we can be, we got to do the things that we do well, great. We, and we need to do them for 90 minutes. So I think if you look back at those battery games, there were areas during those 90 minutes where we weren't great, um, and we're going to do our best. I think we're going to be ready for it come Saturday. I know we're going to be ready for it come Saturday uh, to, to be great for 90 minutes. Um, and they're going to they're bring it all. I, I, I know this all too well. I know what it's like to, to win a playoff game. I know it's like to play for the battery. Um, and this is a big one. There's going to be there's gonna be obviously a lot on the line, but uh, it's, it's going to be special. It's going to be a special night, no doubt. Forrest, last one, buddy, and we'll get you out of here again. Beyond grateful for the time. In my entire career, whether it's starting as a youth player, moving all the way up through college and the professional ranks, I never played for a manager, a head coach, that played as a center back. I was a center back myself. I had guys that were strikers, goalkeepers, holding midfielders. You know, I never played for a center back. What's it like 
playing a position and playing for a coach that not only was he very good at what he did, he also did it at that club. What's it like playing for someone like that? And then, as you kind of mentioned, kind of having to take some of your own medicine in the film room. Yeah. Um, the elephant in the room is the pressure. That's what, you know, I think, uh, here's a story for you to put it, put, put it simply, uh, back in November, first day of the off season, um, my agent tells me, Hey, you know, Neil, Neil's with the rowdies, you know, he would love to speak with you. We hop on the call. We talk, okay, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward a couple, a little bit. I end up signing with the rowdies. Um, one of the main factors was for what you just said, for playing for Neil, for being able to play underneath him because of everything you said. But so once I signed, you know, he, he calls me one day and he, over the offseason, he goes, uh, you know, what number do you want to wear? You know, whatever. And I said, you know, I want to wear number three. And immediately, you know, he laughs. He goes, you know, there's already been a great number three center back that's played at this club. And, he, you know, he's been phenomenal. And, you know, he's played at the highest level. And, and there, you know, no pressure kind of joking. I said, yeah, no pressure at all. Like, I would still like to wear number three. That's my number. Um, and we joked about it. But at the same time, I mean, you said it. Neil is – is was a phenomenal player played at the highest level done things that i have that i dream of um and so to be able to have the opportunity to play underneath a guy who i played against and played at a tough highest level i mean as a player all you want to do is learn and develop and improve and keep keep climbing the ladder you want to play the highest levels you want to play against the best talent you want to be the best version of yourself that you can be and throughout your career whether you're six years old or you're at 25 years old in the professional ranks you play for a handful of coaches that, like you said, have played a handful of positions and that over their years have gained a ton of knowledge um, that they try to teach you how to be the best player. And you, you listen and you learn, and that, that's, that's all good and well. But at the same time, having someone that did exactly what you did and exactly what you're dreaming of doing, I mean, you can't, you can't ask for, for a better representation, a better role model, a better, a better mentor. So. You know, it's it's an extremely unique and special opportunity. I mean, Neil and I competed against each other. I even laughed about it. I scored against the Rowdies when I was down here with the battery. Um, Neil was the guy that always guarded me because we were the big center backs. And then, you know, a couple <laughs> of years later, here I am playing for the guy. And, I mean, yeah, and to, to your last point, it is it is tough, no doubt, having to, to swallow swallow those pills in the film room when, you know, you're the guy that makes a mistake and you have to raise your hand, but that that's part of the game. And for me, you know, every failure, every no, or every mistake, no matter how costly they, for me, it's a chance to improve. There was something in every, something in every failure, something in every single time, something bad happened. There was some way, somehow you could get some learning experience or something, some sort of positive thing out of it. So, you know, coming here and having Neil as my boss, the guy who's going to, either pick to play me or not pick to play me, who's going to yell at me, who's going to praise me. I mean, I couldn't ask for anything better than that. I've, I think I've learned an incredible amount uh, since getting here in January, both as a player and as a person. And, you know, I credit that to Neil and the rest of the coaching staff. I mean, we got guys that did what I want to do, that do that did what I am doing. Um, for me, it can't get any better than that. There you have it. Forrest Lasso, center back, Tampa Bay Rowdies, All-American in college. All club, excuse me, all club, all first 11. I don't even remember how the USL championship stays now. Best 11 will go. It's best 11 uh, 2018 with, the, um, with FC Cincinnati. Of course, he was the defender of the year last year. They won the regular season championship. Dare we say you guys could take down the title this year, but we are beyond grateful for the time. We wish you the best of luck, and hopefully we'll be speaking again. Yes, sir. Hey, one day at a time. Uh, we can chat again next week for another preview. Love it. Good luck, buddy. All right, man. Take it easy. Thank you. Cheers.